0: Hello beauties, I'm your host, Hillary McGinnis, and you're listening to the Stay True To You podcast. I'm a mom, wife, and business coach who left my job as a teacher as well as my side hustle in Beachbody to build this business from the ground up. I'm here to chat more about ways to keep business fun while scaling it to that next level. These episodes are gonna light a fire under your booty and inspire you to take action on all of your goals in life and business because, girl, You were made for so much more, and I'm so freaking happy you're here. Hey, hey, welcome back to the pod. I am so freaking excited because I have a special guest joining me on the podcast today. Her name is Jessie Cabannon. I hope I'm saying that right. She is a powerhouse of a woman with such an incredible inspiring story that I can't wait for you to hear. She also shares some incredible tips um, all about marketing your business and around being a being a mompreneur. So let's get right to it. Hey, Jesse, I am so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm super excited to be here.
0: So I've actually been loving your podcast. I started listening to it over the weekend and it's so good. And your Instagram content, it's it's amazing, and I just love everything that you're doing, and I'm so happy that we're connected, and I would love it if you could introduce yourself to the listeners and just share a little bit more about what you do.
1: Sure. So um, I'm Jessie. Um, I am a self-proclaimed visual content specialist um, slash strategist. I kind of decided to like make something up because <laughs> I feel like I, I'm, I'm absolutely someone who's in a lot of directions, um, but... In my sort of like rebuild of myself in the last couple of years, um, I decided that all those directions have a common purpose. And that's now the new direction of my business. So I am um, a photographer. I am a brand designer. um, I'm a business coach. I do a lot of different things. But overall, I help women bring their brand visions to life um, with kick ass photos, design, marketing strategy, social content. Um, So that's kind of like where I'm at.
0: I love that. Just like multi-passionate.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you know, there's so much stigma in the industry about being a multi-passionate. There are so many personal development coaches that talk about picking one thing and we can talk about that later, but like that was something that really sat with me and I really struggled with that for a long time. And then I finally said, screw it. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Um, I see a common purpose here. I do a lot of things, but there's a common purpose and I'm just going to, move forward being a multi-passionate I don't care I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks <laughs> yes
0: heck yes and that's how it should be and I don't understand why people would say like you have to stick to the one thing like that's just sounds boring to me honestly I like, agree
1: I agree <laughs> and I can see it for maybe certain mindsets can't um control multiple things at one time but I'm definitely one of those people that thrives in chaos <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is like super weird but like I feel like as a mompreneur too that's just something that like you kind of become comfortable with because that's just what life
0: becomes. <laughs> that's, that's so true. That is so true. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm really excited. As as I've already told you, I'm really excited to learn more about your story because you mentioned something about um, you how you like kind of lost everything and you had to start over. So, would you mind yeah. sharing more of your story and your background with us?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll try to make it, like, long story short. It's <laughs> all good. I feel like so, it's really long. There's a lot of moving parts to it. But um... – you know, when I was in high school, I was always a really creative person, took all the art classes and all of those things. And, um, when it was time to go to college, I actually went to a school in Connecticut. So I am in the Chicagoland area right now. I grew up here. This is where I've always been, but I actually decided to make the move out to the East coast, um, to go to a design school. I also played collegiate volleyball there. So I was on a scholarship for both of those things, went out there and was like, I'm just going to like, I don't know, I'm just gonna like try to, get to go out there. So in two thousand seven, um, I graduated from college. I knew when I graduated that I never really wanted to work for a firm. Like I just knew within taking the classes, doing some um, internship kind of things at school like I just I I knew that I didn't want to work for a firm I knew that I was going to work for myself and I feel like that's something that you know people pressure you to go to school and get a job right when Mm -hmm. you get out of school and it was just something that maybe it was just that like that rebellious side of me that was like you're not gonna tell me what to do (laughs) but like I just knew I just knew that wasn't what I wanted to do so um when I graduated you know I did get a job at Staples I was working in the copy and print center thinking like okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll use my major like a little bit in here while I figure out, you know, what I'm going to do. But, um, so I did that. And then that following year, my sister was getting married and she was like, Oh, you're a designer. Like, will you do my wedding invitations? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Whatever. So I did that. And you know, she was at that age where all of her friends were also getting married. And so it kind of like snowballed and all of a sudden I was doing all these wedding invitations. Well, that is how my very first business began, Um, It literally just kind of snowballed out of working with family and friends. Um, And then in 2009, when I was getting married, um, the photographer that I booked for my wedding, somehow was like, you know, stalking me looking into my background, whatever. She found my college portfolio and was like, Hey, you know, you have a really unique eye for photography. Like, would you be interested in interning um, as a photographer for my company? And I was kind of like, yeah that sounds great <laughs> you know she was in Indianapolis um which is probably about like a three and a half hour drive from here depending on like where you're going okay um and so I spent that following year um traveling down to Indianapolis shooting weddings down there um and it was great and awful all at the same time <laughs> um I you know I wasn't making enough for it to make sense for me to stay there so I was leaving at like three in the morning getting back at like 11 well, not even 11 like later than that at night and I was just oh, wow. like you know after maybe six months of that I was just like something's got to give, like, I, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, so by that time I was already established in the wedding industry for my wedding invitation company. Um, so I had a lot of contacts, a lot of networking and, you know, I kind of just decided eh, I'm just going to like throw a dart and see what sticks. Like I want to try to just do photography up here. Um, so I did and I just kind of like jumped into it. And the first year I had 20 clients, um, which is a lot for someone mm-hmm. just kind of like jumping into the industry. Um, and so I, while I was working, um, with the other photographer in Indiana, I met one of my now best friends and, um, business partners and she in like 2012, maybe she decided that she was going to start a letterpress company. So she was, her husband was a machinist. She decided we're going to get into this like really, you know, boutique printing style. And so we had all the presses that were letterpress, foil stamping, all those things. Um, And she reached out to me to sort of be like a wholesaler kind of to like, kind of like help her get off the ground. And like, we kind of helped each other, you know, whatever. Um, And then in 2012, you know, we were really kind of doing wholesale back and forth. So it was like, you'll print this for me, and I'll do this for you. and And, And it just got to a point where we were like, Money was just going back and forth. We were spending twice the amount on our utilities, on our lawyers, on our accountants, all this stuff. So in 2014, uh, we decided that we were going to begin the journey of merging. Um, and so in 2015, we legally became business partners, combined our companies. By 2016, we were running a million dollar wedding stationary empire. Oh, wow. It was insane um I can't say that it was awful but in hindsight you know hindsight's 2020 and you kind of look back and you're like god we thought that everything was so perfect and there were so many red flags that we just like you know kind of chose not to look at um and then in early 2017 I found out I was pregnant with my son um and I found out we were pregnant in the midst of like chaos, like in the midst of a serious collapse in the wedding or just in the printing industry, things were strongly becoming digital at that point. And we went from a million dollar brand to within 12 months of being like, there is almost no brand to save. Like this is like what we were doing was just there were so many people coming into the industry that, you know, were sending their things overseas and and just so many things were happening at that time. Um, And so, you know, my son was born in 2017. I had made the decision to retire from being a wedding photographer after 10 years. Um, It was another kind of one of those things that like I loved it when I was in it. But there's a um, expiration date and, you know, my body couldn't take it anymore. My mind couldn't take it anymore. It was very stressful. The wedding industry in general is very stressful. I can imagine. Um, And so with my son, I just was like, I can't be in this cast. So I had already made the decision to retire from wedding photography at that point, not knowing that the printing industry was going to, I thought everything was fine. I was like, this is fine. I'm just going to not do this. I'm going to focus on this. Everything's going to be great. So I made those decisions and, 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 really poor timing per se. (laughs) Um, So once I, once my son was born, um, me and my business partner spent probably another year trying to save that business, trying to pivot, trying to do all of the things to save that business. Because to us, it was our lifeline. It was our baby. It was, you know, it was like, I don't want to be a failure. There was definitely a fear of failure at Mm -hmm. that point of like, if we close the doors, now we're a failure. Like there was a strong sense of that. And so, you know, After my son was born, I also suffered from um, postpartum depression um, alongside having that like business failure depression. Like it was a Mm -hmm. really, really shitty combination. (laughs) I
0: can imagine. Um,
1: And so that spring, summer, um, I spent a lot of time in therapy um, trying to get through that depression. um, In full honesty, hiding the fact that I was in in this therapy because, you know, like that's something that people don't talk about. It's something Mm -hmm. that is... I don't want to necessarily say frowned upon but like when you're the one in that position you feel like people look down on you yes um so i spent a lot of time with that like a lot of time doing that um and then you know life just kind of fell apart i didn't know who i was what i was doing anymore i was a new mom i was not really making any money um it was really stressful on my marriage and in september of 2018 um the day before my son's first birthday he was attacked by our dog and I ended up having to take him to the emergency room. Um, we had to cancel his party. That was supposed to be the next day. Um, 96 stitches later, he's fine. I was not fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it definitely all happened right in front of me also. So there was just, there was a lot of additional trauma onto that. And I think I was when I really started to realize that the therapy I was in before never fully, you know, you, you think you're growing and you think you're doing these things and you think you made it to that destination, but therapy in general is not a destination Mm-mm. kind of thing. It's a, it's a constant growing and understanding of yourself. Um, and so we went to therapy after that, um, to, you know, try to process that trauma. Um, me and my husband at the time were doing that together to try to, you know, process that trauma. And, um, at that therapy appointment, um, my husband basically decided that he was walking away from our marriage. And so to, you know, add insult to injury, I'm sitting over here, like my kid just got eaten in the face and now my marriage is falling apart. And it was just, it was devastating. Um, and you know, I kind of felt like in that moment that everything I had worked for and everything that I had done just was like gone. Like they're like, just talk about a midlife crisis or Mm -hmm. like (laughs) not knowing what the hell you're doing in your life, or where you're meant to go? That was a very rock bottom point for me. Um, and you know, I, I was trying to make sense of life, life, and raise a human. And you know, at that point, I was researching for any projects that can make me money, like anything. Like I was desperate at that point, not only from a money standpoint, uh, but I think I was really searching for something to like turn my life around. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like we we tend to look outward a lot. Mm-hmm. Um to like find something to fix what we're going through. Um and I think that was the number thing. Number one thing I learned was that like looking outward is one of the worst things that you can do. It's like a serious spiral, serious spiral down. So that's where I was in 2018, 2019 Um so we separated, the pandemic hit. We were waiting for the courts to open to get divorced because, you know, the courts closed and all that. So it lingered for a very long time. Um, we finally got divorced on Zoom, which.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of nice to not have to go to a courtroom. I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it was like, OK, this is life in 2021. Yeah. Like, get divorced on Zoom. This is cool. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty much rock bottom for me. That was kind of like my, my loss of personal life, my soul, my brain, my, you know, no like kidding. it was pretty much devastating.
0: Wow. I was not expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I should no, have No, you. Oh my gosh. Just, you are just, that is an inspiration. And like ever, like since then you've just like built your way back up and you're rocking it.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's been a journey. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, okay. <no
0: kidding. laughs> uh thank you though thank you for sharing all of that wow and I'm glad that your son is okay um yeah that, that's definitely the main thing in all of this and you're you're doing well ever since all like everything has happened and yeah that's absolutely. all that really matters I'm here I'm alive <laughs> yeah absolutely um so like random fact you said your son was born in 2017 as well yeah okay yeah my daughter is also 2017 baby so that's awesome cool.
1: yeah he was uh his birthday's in september end of september
0: okay yeah Alexi is oct- yeah, october <laughs> i don't know why i had to think about
1: that for a second when people ask me his birthday sometimes i say the wrong date and then i'm like actually yesterday we were at a party and somebody asked when his birthday was and i said it was september 27th and he goes mom no <laughs> whoops right but i'm sorry your birthday's the 28th of 2017 i know <laughs> so, he was just like no mom <laughs>
0: Okay. Oh, I love that. Kids will call you out on all of your shit. <laughs> oh,
1: does he ever? Oh, does he ever? Oh man, it's something. He's a miniature me. It's really, it's really something.
0: Oh, that's the best. Um, okay, so clearly you are a mompreneur and doing like all of the things. So you obviously understand the realities of trying to navigate and juggle everything, <laughs> like literally yes, absolutely. everything. Um, what would you say was, like, the most challenging part of being a mompreneur?
1: Oh, God. Like, I can have a different question for, like, a different year. You know, yeah. obviously, with um, the separation and everything that happened there, it was very hard to struggle doing both. You know, it was very hard to um, – it was very hard to just kind of, like, plan my time. And, you know, as a creative, you can't always plan your best brain time. You know, like, no. you cannot – always plan that and so that was definitely really really hard and I think that being a mompreneur in general there's a huge misconception that like eh, it's not that hard like you can make your own schedule you can go on vacation whenever you want like no fuck that I'm sorry but like it is so so hard it is making your own schedule is one of the hardest parts (laughs) and everybody just thinks it's so easy but like not to mention the constant struggle of like the anxiety that you carry about your roller coaster income, you know, because when you're a mompreneur, it takes a long time to get to a place where you have, um, you know, like residual income coming mm-hmm. in to help kind of like flatten that curve a little bit. But as as an entrepreneur in general, you are always dealing with roller coaster income. That's just part of yep. the job, you know. And and I think the biggest thing for being a mompreneur is that nothing prepares you for it.
0: Nothing. No, absolutely like, not.
1: <laughs> like just absolutely nothing. You know, people that tell you that like pets prepare you for kids like those are those people are just as wrong as the people (laughs) who think they know what it's like to be a mompreneur but they're not one
0: it's so true that would
1: be the best comparison that I could make because it's just like people think they know but
0: they don't no you you don't know until you're in it exactly you have to be in it to truly understand what it's like and yeah some people do believe like it's so easy and we can like create our own schedules and all that. And it sounds wonderful, but like you said, it does not ever go that way. I can plan my week out and it can look so perfect and it never goes according to plan. Like no, there's no, always curveballs. Never, ever. Yeah. It's just, that's just the reali- reality of it. So. Totally. Um. Do you have any advice for the mom who's like currently feeling overwhelmed with trying to juggle Growing their business and parenting?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I'm a huge believer um, in just therapy and personal development in general. You know, um, it doesn't even have to be therapy, it can be um, personal development podcasts, books, um, like website courses, things like that. But I truly believe that I would not be where I am now after all of that. If I had not dove into personal development a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, therapy is obviously part of that, but I started listening to a lot of, um, personal development podcasts. Um, I'm not a huge reader, so I didn't really get into a lot of like books and stuff like that, but, um surrounding myself with people who were similar. So networking with other entrepreneurs was a big thing for me because like I said, you don't get it unless you get it. <laughs> and so, you know, surrounding yourself with people who actually do get it and get it on different levels. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to put yourself in a room of people who understand it on the same level as you, you want to put you in a room of people who understand it in different ways. And maybe someone, you know, whatever you think is hard in your life, somebody else, either went through something similar or worse, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like you have to surround yourself with that to like make peace with the fact that, you know, this is what happened. And, and someone, I can't remember whose podcast it was, but somebody was talking about how the, you know, you, you talk about like how this is happening to you. um, And like all these things, I could say that all these things happened to me and instead being able to sort of change that mindset and think like, a lot of these things sort of happened for me because, you know, I would not be where I am right now if these things didn't happen. And it it took a a big mindset shift through all that personal development Mm -hmm. to really start to like hold on to some of the things that, that happened and using them for the future. So like all my clients that I'm coaching in their businesses, um, there's winning and there's learning. There is no such thing as losing because you, even if you go into something and it's not successful, you are learning something from that experience. And anything that you learn from that experience, you can take into your next experience and not make that mistake again, or be ready for that, those kinds of things. And I think that's kind of how you learn to pivot a little bit when you can really sort of like, be able to mold yourself in a lot of different ways, be able to overcome some of those things. Uh, but without without really diving into personal development and the, the traumas that you hold and maybe the childhood that you had or the way you were brought up or whatever you're holding on to, um, if you don't dive into that personal development, it's never going to get better. Change requires change. So no yeah. matter where you're at, you have to be willing to sort of like, take a step in an uncomfortable direction because uncomfortable is when you grow uncomfortable is when things start to fall into place. So, um, I think for people who are feeling overwhelmed is to really sort of, you know, look into personal development, look into a life coach or a business coach to help you sort of narrow down your path. Because a lot of times the world is so noisy, you know, and social media doesn't help. You know, like I said before, you, you start to look outward for like what to do next or what's going to save you from this. And the reality is there's so much noise that you end up just like farther away from the path than you were to start. Like you went down the wrong fork of the road and now you got to work your way back to the fork to like go the right way in the fork. So it's, it's, you know, it's something that you really have to sort of dive into yourself about it to be able to you know kind of map the way and I I firmly believe that done is better than perfect yes. um I think there's actually an art print behind me that says that <laughs> <laughs> um but as a mompreneur you know they, like you said you can have a perfect week planned and that will almost never happen mm-hmm. and you just sort of have to be willing to embrace the fact that getting something done even if it's not in the like level that you would call perfect, done is better than perfect. And moving on is one of the best steps that you can take.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And that's so important to hear. And and I also love how you said, like, there could be all of these things happening to you. And at the time, you'll probably like spiral or just think like, this is it, or it's never going to get any better. But just taking that and learning from it is so powerful. And like you said, you have to do that personal development and the inner work and that sort of stuff to kind of work your way through it. But there is always a light at the end of the tunnel for sure. I love that. Oh yeah. And I think it's
1: important to note that those things take time.
0: You know, it's not,
1: it's another one of those things that is not a instant gratification. Mm -hmm. We live in a world of instant gratification. And as business owners, we're used to putting out content that is for instant response. And like that's the, the, we're trying to trigger instant response to book, people. And so, you know, being able to make a line, you know, between like your personal life and your business life and saying that, you know, there is a line that you you have to draw that line as a boundary on a personal level to not cross that into that into the depth of, you know, God knows what. And and, and that's really hard. That's really really hard.
0: It really is. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Okay. So, A little bit off topic, but I I love every, I love your mission and I love everything about your business and the fact that you're so like multi-passionate and just doing like you were doing like the brand photography, um, and now the marketing coaching. And I do feel like marketing a business is one of the, one of the biggest struggles amongst, especially new coaches, um, and just trying to figure out how to like attract their ideal clients and just how to get out there more and be more seen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't mind, I would love it if you could share some marketing tips or advice for our listeners.
1: Yeah, for sure. God, I, <laughs> I have so many. Um, I'll try to keep them kind of short because I, I don't want to be like too overwhelming. But I think there are some really um important topics that people don't really think about sometimes. I think some might be obvious, but some I think people don't really think about them too much. So um, the number one thing that I coach all my clients on is that You need to focus on what you do know. Um, Stop focusing on like making sure that you have XYZ credentials to be able to do something like this. Mm -hmm. You know, stop focusing on the fact that maybe three months or six months down the line, I'll be ready to start this because I'll know more. Like stop all of that talk. Start messy. Always start messy. Um, and, And you just need to remember that you don't need to know everything. You only need to know more than your target client. So you really in the, you know, in the totem pole of, you know, experts and and clients and whatever, you only need to know more than the level underneath you where your target client is. Mm -hmm. So number one is to just stop, A, stop looking at everybody else who you probably are comparing yourself to saying they have this degree, they have this, like, just stop just stop. You don't need, you don't need to know everything. You just need to know more than your target client. Yes. Okay. Um, next would be knowing who your target client is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really tricky topic sometimes because you know, um, as humans, as women, we want to please everybody. Mm-hmm. We want to be available to everybody. We want to help everybody. That's great. No, I'm not saying don't help the world, but from a marketing perspective, You don't want to waste time talking to the masses and maybe getting one lead. You want to talk to the people who are meant to be your client and your turnover is going to be like way faster. Um, And in order to do that, you need to know your unique selling point. So you need to know how you're different from others in your industry. Um, And you need to know, like, what connection do you share with them? What, what problem do they have that you can solve for them? Um, and then you can sort of like mesh that together. And I actually have a, um, a Facebook community. Um, it's called Empowered. Uh, entrepreneurs, uh, Facebook. And it's somewhere where I do a lot of free trainings, um, on marketing, branding, um, your website, your social media content, because I believe in community over competition. I am not here trying to be like the expert knowing everything and being better than everyone. Like, I don't want that. That's not who I am. But what I do know is that I do know more than some other entrepreneurs and those are the people who I'm marketing to. So I know that my unique selling position is that I'm a mompreneur. I'm a multi-passionate. I have experience in growing a million dollar company. I have experience in losing it all and coming back from it. I have experience in pivoting. Those are the things that I want other people to know. I felt really lonely in that process. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women feel really lonely in the process, much less any traumatic experiences you're having in in the midst of it. I felt really lonely and I didn't really feel like I had that resource. And so when I went to build that resource, it was very, very passionate of, um, of like a passion project of mine to really just sort of like make a community where I can help others in certain business or in certain seasons of their business to get past that because I like. I know that women are afraid to ask for help. So instead of asking, I'm just going to give it to you. (laughs) I just want to help and I want to guide you in that direction. So um, I do have a Facebook group. If you guys would like to join that, I can give her um, a link for that. It's a free community. It is not like a paid community. It is just a place where I genuinely want to share my experiences and my knowledge with you to help you grow your business as well.
0: Yes, I'll put it in the show notes for everyone so they can go ahead and join that because I think that's so important to have that because like you said, it is very, it it can be very isolating in this space. So it's good to connect with other people and just like connect on that level and have that support It just, it, it helps to like you mentioned with the sorry I'm losing my words here um (laughs) like the comparison piece because it's so hard not to compare yourself to what this other coach is doing or this other person is doing and you really want to you you really got to get good at putting your blinders on and just focusing on your own path which is not going to look the same as anyone else period
1: absolutely (laughs) and you know you have to be you have to know what you bring to the table and you have to own it and you have to work for it you know you can't just say so and so is doing this so i'm gonna do that well it's circumstantial no nobody's lives are the same nobody nobody has the same day-to-day routine nobody has the same circumstance in their family um in their finances whatever it is it's so circumstantial like i am so over <laughs> like the comparison because there is no comparison there will never be an apples to apples comparison no. of anyone Literally anyone. And that's where you develop your, your unique selling position. You are you and that is your superpower. Mm -hmm. No one else can do this the way that you can do it. And you know, that's how you sort of develop a brand and a strategy because you should always share some of your personal style in your, in your brand identity. But more importantly, your branding needs to speak clearly to the target audience. So like, For me, for example, when I rebranded my company this year, relaunched my website, relaunched everything, you know, I was looking at my website from, like, when I first was like, okay, I'm going to come back and, like, do this. And I was, like, rebranding myself, thinking to myself, like, I can look at that old website and be like, my God, I was in a dark unknown space when I created that website. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea who I was, who I was talking to, what I was offering. It was just such a hot mess. And so my new website is very bright. It's very colorful. Um, it's, there's, there's some funniness to it. You know, like it is me to a T, but Mm -hmm. it is also the type of client that I'm trying to attract. Those are the types of clients that I want. People who are going to appreciate my idiocracy and my just like, craziness at a photo shoot to make them smile. Those are the people that I want. Mm -hmm. And so people will come to my website and be like, whoa, like this girl might be like all over the place. She is not for me. Hey, that's cool.
0: We're not for everyone. Exactly. I love that.
1: (laughs) As women, that is something that's so hard for us. It's so hard to be like, oh my God, somebody doesn't like me. Okay. The number one thing that you can do that you can work on in your business as an entrepreneur is getting over the fact that you are not for everybody. Yeah. Once you can get there, the magic happens like the magic will happen because you don't really give a shit what anybody thinks. If somebody's not for you, that's cool. I get we all want to make money. I get that we all need clients, but is it really worth the like loss of sanity? The the way it makes you feel when you're working with someone who just isn't right for you. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. We're all going to have, we're all going to have those people. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the red flags don't show, but like, that's not what you want. That's not what you want to attract no so focusing on that from like a branding perspective is is huge
0: i agree i love that so good
1: (laughs) thank you also i always tell everybody you need free discovery calls um free discovery calls are the shortest and easiest way to convert someone into a customer you know you give them 15 20 minutes of your time and you're allowing them a sneak peek at a one-on-one experience with you. And it also secretly gives you the opportunity to screen your inquiries, to ask questions that will qualify them as proper leads for you. Because like I said, you don't want everybody. You, mm-hmm. you know, like not everyone is for you. And being able to politely turn down a lead is game changing. It takes practice. It's very hard. It's very, very hard as a people pleaser myself. Like it's very hard. However... I've learned to protect my own peace and to make sure that I'm not putting myself in a position where now I'm pissed off for a month because I have this client who I should have never let come on. Now my son's pissed off cause I'm pissed off. Like it, it's contagious. You don't want that for yourself. You don't want that for your fellow employees. You don't want that for your family. You just, you don't want that. Like you just, you just don't want that. So, um, the last, the last like major piece of advice, I think, um, that I am very, very like very passionate about is that you need to build a space that's yours, whether that's a website, whether it's a link tree, um, whatever you need a space that's yours. social media is not a marketing plan. It is not. Okay. It's mm-hmm. a great tool. It's a great marketing tool. And you know, but this, this like stigma that we need to be on every platform, because like if we're not, we're failure as business owners, like, Erase all that from your mind. Screw all of that. Okay. Use your social media as an Uber, which your client will get into, and it will take them to the destination where now you control the experience. Social media, Instagram, I mean, like, look at everything going on with um, the Twitter buyout. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you have no idea what's going to happen to these social platforms at any time of the day any time of the week, any time of the year, you get put in Facebook jail. I mean, like there's just all this bullshit surrounding social media. You cannot control that experience. You just can't. So you should be utilizing your social media to bring them to your space. So when you talk about spending time on marketing and and like where you need to be spending your time and this and that, I mean, I can't give you an exact percentage, but like make sure you are spending at least 50% of your time perfecting the client experience that you can control. Mm-hmm. Only spend maybe 25% of your time focusing on social media and trying to get leads. But social media should never be a conversion tool. Social media should really only be a lead generator to bring them to a space that you can control. Because you, when, even when it comes to like, say you do get the customer, when it comes to word of mouth and free marketing, experience will trump product every day of the week. No matter what it is that you offer, whether it's a service or a T-shirt or, um, you know, a subscription box, like whatever it is, the experience that that customer had is going to affect whether they, like, tell their friends about it. The product Mm -hmm. itself could be great or it could be mediocre, but if they had a really good experience and things were easy for them, thousand percent, they they will refer you way faster than whatever product that you're focusing on. So it's kind of like a lot of tangents
0: there, but it's all good. No, I feel like that is so important because so many people, I see it all the time, rely solely on social media. And then when you have those days where Instagram shuts down and nobody knows why everyone's panicking and it's like, this is why you need to be. In other areas like you don't want to rely entirely on social media and like don't get me wrong i love social media it is a great tool to connect with people and find some people and what have you and like it's so fun to create content and put out there but it definitely should not be your only um like your sole focus so i'm Absolutely. so grateful you shared and i that. think in this
1: market like it's just so in our faces all the time that we just think that that is the most important thing And it's just not. And I think I even have an entire podcast episode about the marketing mistake that you are making that you don't know that you're making. And this is that marketing mistake. You are spending so much time dwelling on social media and like worrying about your social media presence, worrying about how many followers you have, worrying about how many likes Mm -hmm. you have. That shit does not matter if it does not convert into a sale.
0: Exactly. Bottom line.
1: (laughs) Bottom
0: line. Mic drop. (laughs) Oh, that is, that's amazing. Seriously. Thank you for sharing all of that. That was like so many gold nuggets, such good information. I appreciate you sharing all of that. Absolutely. And it's been so fun chatting with you and getting to know you. And I look forward to continuing to connect with you or stay connected um, and getting to know you even further. Um, And yeah, just... I appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. So thank you for that. I appreciate
1: you for having me. I of really course. do. I am I, I love being able to share just a little bit of, you know, like background of the fact that where you are today does not need to be where you are in 10 years. If you're going through something right now that you feel totally lost and you have no idea what you're doing and you have to start over, that's okay. Use it as a learning experience. And I promise you the path that you find from there will be so much better than wishing that you had your old path back. I would not take the old path back if it if it like also came up with a million dollars. I wouldn't take it back.
0: <laughs> That's so incredible. you're you are so inspiring. <laughs> Thank, you Thank you again. and for those who are listening, I'll link your Instagram and all of that so they can come find you and follow you and all of that good stuff, that Facebook community. and yeah, we'll chat again soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Okay, that was amazing. Do yourself a favor and go follow Jessie over on Instagram. I have the link for her Instagram in the show notes, as well as the link to her free Facebook community for you to join. So head over there, get connected with her. You need her in your world. She is amazing. And before you go, I want to do a quick plug to remind you that I have two six-month private mentorship spots opening up at the end of August. So if you are interested in working one-on-one with me and snagging one of these spots, or even just finding out more details about it, you can reach out to me over on Instagram at McGinnis, or you can send me an email. I will link my email to the show notes for you and we can just chat and just make sure it's a good fit and get you set up and ready to rock at the end of August. I hope you guys are having a great week and I'll chat with you next time. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag me at hillary.mcginnis so that you can help me spread the word about this podcast as well as giving me that opportunity to personally thank you and send you some love. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll talk to you soon.